Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line stream live on MyOwnSwiss.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com, and of course, the venerable TheOutdoorLine.com with blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Good morning, Joseph Pibernicus. Good morning. How are you doing? Look at this. We, we, we have visitors We have again. friends. We have People friends. People actually like us. I know. I that's, that's, a, that's a first. Well, Joe, you need to be careful about <laughs> yeah, that. All right. All right. That's Spoke the familiar voice of one Bruce Larson, Renaissance Marine Group. And uh, in, for the studio and the first time, David Foyt of Duckworth. Good morning. Morning. It's thanks, good to be here. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. You, uh, you're, you're one of the um, few fortunate people on the planet now that get to make your passion your vocation. That's true. Uh, prior to this, I spent several years uh, working in the outdoor industry. Uh, fishing has always been part of that. Um, really enjoy just the adventure that takes me on, the experience. Uh, fishing in incredible locations. And, and uh, we're, we're going to dig into that a little bit later. But yeah, I, I learned just as we're coming into the show, some of your Duckworth bloodlines, and they run run really, really deep, no question about it. Uh, last day of the boat show today, of course, Joey gave his first seminar yesterday, which was full. It and it was, was well-received. It was. Rave reviews. Yeah. Rave reviews, yes. Well, and I, I, I was a little nervous going into it, but then once I... I got in there early, and a few folks showed up early, so I kind of, you know, got the juices flowing by chatting with those those folks. And then once once I got going, it's like, well, you're just I'm talking about fishing. It's like I start to get excited, you know, and then it just kind of it it just poured out of me. So and it, it was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It and pe- is, and people love to be there. Uh, they absolutely are sponges for the information. That's what's cool. Well, yeah, yeah, I like watching people. You know. Some people bring actual paper and pen um, <laughs> and take notes and take notes, you know, and and then uh, other folks, you know, we have these phones with video cameras and, and cameras on them and they take pictures of the slides they want to see. And, and some folks wanted to, you know, the anchoring thing is is a big deal for folks. So, for halibut, you know, sure. they want to come yeah. up and they want to take a picture of that and really study it. So I hope it helped some folks out and, um, you know, we're going to get a really good crack at halibut this year. So uh, for man, sure. I hope they reach out to me if, if they're successful and, and uh, I can hear their story. And David Foyd of Renaissance Marine Group, one of your strengths and one of the things that you're going to bring to the table moving forward with, with Renaissance Marine Group, which is, of course, Duckworth and Weldcraft, is that video aspect. And you and I are going to work together on a lot of different aspects. And, and you know, anchoring, for instance, is, is just a fundamental seamanship skill that everybody on every single boat should have some knowledge and some capability and some experience and video is such an amazing and accessible teacher to a lot of these folks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great technology out there right now. Uh, a lot of advancements have been made, especially for solo content creation. That's a difficult thing to do. It is. Um, there's a lot of uh, things that you can do to, uh, you know, signal the screen or the device that you're using. Yeah, to you told me about start that yesterday. To track That's you. Wild. Yeah. Makes it easy for 
relaying a message and instructions to people via and and uh, and, and drones as well, and, mm-hmm. and just to get that whole because that that is a technique, Joey, that that still kind of defies complete understanding is the pulling of the anchor with the anchor float, which you and I have done a hundred times together, right? And, and uh, you know, it, the ability to get that anchor to the surface so all that weight is, is, is lifted and then you can, you can take care of your line management issues. But, you know, Bruce, we basically solved that problem with that anchor winch, the recessed anchor winch on the, on the 30 offshore. Is it, and, and the question I get is, uh, you know, hey, would you put one of those winches on, you know, on, on a 28 or 26? I mean, you get that question, and, and what, what's your response to that with regard to making those types of changes? Well, so much of it ties back to, to where the people are going to use the boat. Right. And the depth of water they're going to be in and that sort of thing. But everything from the easy 6, which is on yours, sure. all the way down to the 1. Oh, yeah. You know, in terms of it just it's, – it's a smaller version of it. It's not going to have as much uh, rope, not going to have as much chain on it. Um, yesterday, David and I were, were talking with a um, – uh, a dealer that was was wanting to put like a a, a one a two a three or a four right. on a small on a twenty one foot boat, and it's they're versatile they're very versatile. The good thing is you don't end up having to create a rope locker. Yes, and that's the <clears throat> point where you could end up with that. Gosh, I didn't think I had any corrosion problems, but then again, I hadn't looked in there either. And so what we're talking about is the easy anchor puller. Right. And it is it is an electric winch that sits up on your bow, all stainless steel components. We've we've used them for several years. I have personally pulled the you-know-what out of that thing. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I've, I'm, up in, I'm up in Sitka for like five weeks. And, and during that five-week stretch, I'm, I'm dropping the anchor. A minimum of 20 times. Okay. So this is going to be my fifth year in that boat. So do the math, right? I've, I've and you know, you and I've used it in, in, a, in a search and rescue scenario too, Joey. So that, that anchor winch has pulled 500 feet of rope a couple hundred times now. And, and I've had zero problems with it. And what it does to, to your point, Bruce, about the anchor locker, that's the aspect of a closed locker. Isn't just a challenge of hand over hand putting that stuff in there. But it is the ventilation to yeah. that space. You got a box full of wet gotta, rope, which, exactly. which does provoke corrosion on the inside of that locker. So this, so this easy anchor puller product addresses the storage, addresses the retrieval, and and just the organization of of that anchor road, which which is vital. I found myself I, I crawled around on. Uh, well, we had Watson down on uh, down <laughs> dogs on, the show. on deck. Dogs, dogs on, deck. on deck on Thursday. We drug my poor fat little bulldog <laughs> all over the place, and he was not. Uh, happy about it. Gotcha. He slept. He's still sleeping. Okay, good. Um, but we, I used that day to kind of go and look at every boat on the floor. I wanted to see everything and crawl around. I crawled on one particular boat. I won't name it. Um, I got on the bow and I was like, hmm. Yeah. And I opened the box and I yeah. was like, ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, they might have. They probably should have taken that out because yeah. yeah. there's a bunch of. Rope. Moldy, um, and and then you have you see rust spots from the chain because yep. it's sitting in there and it's it's not getting any ventilation. So uh, it extends the life of your rope and your chain and your anchor when you have that up there, and it's just so convenient. I mean, pulling the anchor with you is. It, can you imagine? You could just couldn't do it in your situation where you're anchoring in five, four six, to six hundred feet seven, of water. Yeah. 
That's a lot of rope. That's a lot of rope. And that's a, that's I don't want to pull all that no. in by hand. No, no you don't. No, and, you don't. And, and the ability to be able to do it again, you know, by yourself too, David, is, you know, you're just hitting a, hitting a button because, you know, you can't always have, you can't always count on the folks that you have on the boat to have the sea time and the experience to really help you with a, with a situation like that. And that's where product education is so, so such a paramount important. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely work on creating some videos and instruction for people and working with you to do so. So last week, Joey Pyburn organized a group of guides from the area, and they performed a public service. Yeah. What, did you, what do you guys go do? Uh, I just made a couple phone calls after the show, and I thought, man, I want to. I just want to spend the day on the river. It was beautiful, sunny day. So I called um, Josh Shalan. His guide company, his business is, is called uh, Lured Away um, Guide Service. He's local. He does a lot of sturgeon stuff uh, up in the north end. I called Matt Chandler from Get Hook Northwest. We've had on the show oh, yeah. and I fish with. Um, and, and I grabbed a couple high school kids, my nephew Easton and, and little Madison Porter. And we went out and we just floated down the river from Sultan to Monroe and, and picked up garbage. Uh, we filled three drift boats full. You limited. You, we lim- oh, yeah, we limited. <laughs> we got back to the Monroe ramp, and the fish checker comes walking down. Now, look, there's not a fishing rod on the boat. Yeah, yeah. We have yeah. truck doors. Right. We have propane, bo- just all this trash, right? And he goes, uh, did you guys catch anything today? And I go, yeah, yeah, we limited. <laughs> we got it all, man. And he's and he's kind of confused, and I'm like, We're di- it's garbage. You know, we just picked up garbage. And he's like, really? Wow. That's pretty cool. It was you know? cool. It and, was definitely and cool. So thank you to those guys uh, because, um, you know, w- we're all out there using the resource. Uh, so as as fishermen, outdoorsmen, we should go out and we should, you, you know, give back every once in a while. and Take and, care uh, of it. There's nothing I hate more than hiking in the mountains and seeing garbage or fishing on the river and seeing garbage. So uh, anytime I can get the chance to go out and float down the river or, or – hike in the mountains and get some trash picked up so other uh, other outdoorsmen don't have to see it when they're out there fishing. Um, I am all game. So. No, no question about it. All right. Um, I don't know whether you guys heard or not, but Area 10 got closed down. Light up that text toy, 866-979-3776. That's also a reverse chime hotline brought to you by Duckworth uh, and Weldcraft. So load that thing up, 866-979-3776. Are you happy about it? Are you uh, are you looking forward to the March opportunity that we're going to have? So give us 90 seconds. We're going to be right back. There's a couple things about the boat show that, that, you, that you need to know about if you're heading down there today. And you know what? Even if you're not. Give us 90 seconds right back on the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, 710, Seattle Sports app. Of course, Joey Pyburn to my left, Bruce Larson, Renaissance Marine Group, introducing brand new to the studio, David Hoyt of Renaissance Marine Group as well. Give us give us your official job title, buddy. Uh, business Development Manager. Business Development Manager. So we're going to develop some business, yeah, and, and then some, mm-hmm. no question about it. Uh, we forgot to run down the show. Mm-hmm. We got kind of rolling down the hill here. Uh, next segment, uh, L, our buddy LPJ, Lael Paul Johnson of FlyGuide.com, F-L-Y-G-Y-D-E. Uh, he's been out on the peninsula, and uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about about that particular fishery and and the possibility of getting that Skagit sock uh, drill opened up pr- here pretty quick. Um, top of the seven o'clock hour, we're going to run down Angling Itinerary twenty twenty three, where we are going to be when. And Joey's just been filling reams and sheets of paper because he's got um, a little bait codicil with each one uh-huh. of these fisheries and, and requirements and and hook sizes. And then um, and then our buddy. Uh, 
Who is it? Austin. What's his last name? Austin uh, Moser. Austin Mo- Moser. Yeah, our friend, <laughs> our good friend Austin Moser, um, has been just, just rope in the walleye to and the, the trips over to, there at Rufus Woods to the point that Joey is turning his back on the Super Bowl, the 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 and the unofficial official national holiday to drive over. You going over tonight? No, tomorrow morning. No, tomorrow. I'm going to go over tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon and fish Monday and uh, go right to our beloved Grand. Grand Cooley Center Lodge. Uh, <laughs> are you going? Are you going to get the ones with the bathroom in the front room, and then walk through the bathroom yeah, to get yeah, to the bathroom? Hopefully, yeah. that's that, the one we. That get. is that is just interesting architecture one hundred and one over there too. But you got to go check it out. But also say uh, hello to our friends at Jess Ford, Ford who rescued us. Rescued us when my truck froze. Yes, and in a minus eight degrees. And yeah, it, that was that, that was part of my decision to go over too. It's going to be forty degrees, dude. Today. I hate you. Yeah. yeah, that just and 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 if you've been watching Austin's pit, picks on social media, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, the wa- I mean the limits of walleye and limits of triploids. Yeah, and, and apparently what they did is they dumped. Well, Austin will cover this. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah, to Austin. for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so and, and and keep keep loading that text up. You guys looking good out there? Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Powered by Yamaha Outboards. We're we're going to run through some of your observations with regard to WDFW's current. I'm gonna, I was gonna say mismanagement. You know, I'll just go ahead and say that. But, but we're and we're gonna we're gonna get to all these a little bit later. So, so stay tuned and keep loading that text toy up because you guys are bringing up some definitely good points. But the the boat show it it always just amazes me how much information that not just the not not just the guys looking for boats get, but but folks in the industry and you know my my fundamental relationship in this business is with Duckworth. And, it, you know, if it wasn't, you know, I mean, or we're not on the water, right? And then, of course, Yamaha as well. And and those two products have to work together amazingly well. So when so when we're here and David Foyt and Bruce Larson and I and Joey Pyburn are in the on the floor of that duck, we start talking about ideas and Yamaha inserts themselves into the conversation. That's, that's an amazing part of product development that doesn't happen unless we're all in the same place, and that's one of the opportunities that the boat show affords us. Oh, it is, and it's, it, it is a experience from both their standpoint and, and us participating in it that is just exceptionally rewarding in terms of long-term what we can do. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons too, David, that I'm looking forward to spending more time on the water with you. We got to fish together, you know, down at Buoy Ten last fall, but but now, you know, I see you jumping on board and and doing some Puget Sound stuff with us and doing some coastal stuff with us, you know, and heading up north and 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 doing Sitka, where you know we one of the most that's one of the most important aspects of our angling year, just from the perspective of the variation of species and techniques and the ability to use the gear in an well, amazing and, location and to use. All the gear every day, every day, and, every day, and have every it work day. consistently over and over. And it's that is those are long days. Those are like that is, you know, that's where you're really putting stuff to the test. And I'll say this is my first Seattle boat show, and uh, I had a big long list of agenda to get through. Our meeting Tom, sitting through your seminar, visiting with dealers, learning from Bruce, uh, amazing show. And uh, definitely looking for more opportunities to get on the water with you guys. Luckily, we're not too far away. Yeah, no doubt about it. We can make it. it happen. You know, and and you know, you you're you're like the the Duckworth Steven Spielberg, right? Because some of the stuff you've done on social media, and and if you guys follow Duckworth on on social media, um, you know, you've you've started to see this. 
start to start to form, start to take place. And so, you know, you're, you're going to see a lot more of it, too. It's 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 an amazingly important. It's become an amazingly important aspect of promotion is is grabbing a hold of that social media beast. And and and, you know, everybody looks at it just about every day, if not several times a day. And uh, if you know, it, it's just getting come to the point where if you don't have some type of presence on social media to a lot of people, you don't exist. Yeah, that's true. Brand awareness. Um, you just have to keep up with the changes. That's the most complicated thing on the business side of it. Um, and luckily, I've had a lot of experience uh, over the last several years working with social media pages and understanding what's important and what doesn't work. And uh, you adjust and move forward. And and people use it, obviously, as a form of entertainment, but also it's how they, they're informed of new new products, um, it's it's you know, it's where they go to see what's out there. Yeah. It's a key strategy in any brand's marketing plan. And if anybody had any question about it, the last two and a half to three years taught us that, because everybody changed their focus in terms of how they're doing their information gathering, pre shopping, buying. It's it's a huge part of it. Without question. 866-979-3776. That's Reverse Chine Hotline by Duckworth Weld Craft. Uh, from the 360, if you're trolling deep for blackmouth, what are the first indications you may be hung up on the bottom of what should be your first immediate action should be? My first reaction is, damn it, Joey. Okay. <laughs> but, but no, what are you going – what is the first – thing what's the that you're going to see move your your rod tip is going to move i disagree i it's the downrigger boom to me okay well i'm watching my rod tip most of the time so i i know that i'm hitting the bottom because i see my rod tip i usually i i feel my downrigger right because my finger's always on the button (laughs) this is true (laughs) right i'm always up and down so then i feel that and then i i feel it I can feel that it's hung. Right. And then immediately you got to go to the brake and loosen it. Yes. And yell, Nelly, help. <laughs> and then you so, run over and you help. So here's the deal. It, let's say we got two downriggers down mm-hmm. and now you're hung up on one of them. Okay. You need to stop the boat immediately and get that other, other piece of gear up. up. Okay. Not just the wire, but you need to get that other monofilament out of the water. Yeah. Your other fishing line out of the water, get the flash out of the water, whatever. And so that's the most important thing to do. Stop the boat, get the other thing up, and then you're, the, the guy on the downrigger has to loosen that brake. If you don't lose that brake, if you don't loosen the brake, you're going to fold that boom. Okay. Then the next thing you need to do is you need to change the angle of that downrigger wire until it gets straight up and down. You can't retrieve it if you still have that forward pull that pulled you into that snag in the first place. In fact, if you can even get back and and get that downrigger angle pointed forward towards your bow, you have a better chance of retrieving that ball. Then you're going to hit the skull and crossbones waypoint button, right? And because there's something down there. Yeah. The, the crab pot. Yeah. You know. Well, and we know because we've we've ran into yeah. the same thing multiple times. Sure. Um, but you know. there's another aspect to why we get there's actually a, a one two punch to why we get our balls back, okay? And one of them is Canon's terminating system, okay? We use Canon terminators. There's no crimp. There's no crimp. The minute you crimp a downrigger wire, you're, you're putting a dissimilar metal on stainless steel and corrosion starts. Also, there's a mechanical damage to that wire because you flattened it, and that's why you start getting those wingers or wires that start to break loose on up the wire. Okay, that's number one. What's number two? The Well, we're running those glow balls. That coating on the yeah. ball 
tends to not stick as much as a, a just a, a regular lead cannonball. There is absolutely no question that. Yeah, because I mean, look, the coating I on that hang- ball does not stick in the metal because the metal will deform. That lead is soft, very malleable, right? And and it'll it'll deform and wedge in. But that stuff it bounces around like a basketball and before I, it sticks. I, I am constantly just dragging, bouncing that thing all the time. It's constantly in contact with the bottom when when we're fishing in, in dirt, certain fisheries, especially blackmouth fishing. I am just on the bottom all the time. For, for and the, and I, I I would get hung up way more if yeah. I had a just lead ball. For sure. And and I've been and we have lead balls from here to the San Juan mm-hmm. archipelago to southeast Alaska to prove it. From two oh six, looking forward to listening to the show. Thanks. Thanks, we appreciate that. Will, will you be discussing chances of moving the start of Area Ten Black Knot to a later date next year and or gear restrictions that may prevent these stop start seasons. So so that the, there's a lot to unpack right there. Right now we have three encounter thresholds that trigger a, a closure. These generally before it was just a single quota, but now we have a sublegal quota, we have an unmarked sublegal quota, and we have a cloudy Tuesday in the middle of the week quota. <laughs> they, they're, they're ridiculous. They're, they're artif- so it, WDFW does not have the numeric handle on these fish to merit such assiduously detailed closure triggers mm-hmm. all right fisheries management at best is is subjective you don't know how many fish are on. I mean, it's not like you're going on the back 40 and counting cattle yeah you know you don't know sure it, it, it it's statistical inference born out of, of applied research okay and that's a fancy way of saying man we study these things we'll take a good guess right and that's and that's what it is so so here's so here's the deal we're gonna push to have this later and we have pushed on them to, to get it later last year it was it was January. Uh, January 1st, and we got five days and had it closed. So we begged and begged and begged and got into February, and, and now it's, you know, February. Okay, well, gee, we got 10 days. But if, if, if you know, Gabe Miller wouldn't have dropped an email after, you know, we spoke that, that provoked the meeting, we probably would have ran right through the weekend with nobody at the helm and wasted our opportunity to get to March. There is a time break. that So from... Let's say, let's assume that that January has a whole bunch of shakers. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. Let's also assume that that there is the there is a very few shakers that we encounter during our July summer seasons. So somewhere in that curve, from a higher abundance of of sublegals and the lower abundance of sublegals, there's a break in that curve somewhere. This to me would be. Uh, a, a good project for test fisheries to try to determine where that break point is and when and when less sublegals are available to anglers and in that way we're not burning up our impacts because dude I we saw it from the first day that there was ten shakers for every keeper and that is a wasteful fishery and why and it's an why can't fishery. they figure this out with test fishing you and I could go out there and in two days we would have a pretty good handle on. What's around right. and how many, you know, how many shakers do we have to catch to get to a legal fish? Yeah. Hey, run your test fishing, do it properly, and then make a and, decision based on that when we open the season. And we're going to get to this. And there's some other, there, there's some other uh, aspects of, of gear restrictions that um, I'm, I'm not in favor of gear restrictions. Okay. We have enough restrictions on our fishery. And at the end of the day, we, there, Hatchery fish are very, very abundant. Okay, WDFW would have you believe that, that we're in this we're in this abundance pinch right now. Mm-hmm. When you have Noah's 
stoplight chart showing us oceanic productivity that's that's definitely been on an upswing. We're seeing an upswing in a lot of different stocks. So we're going to get to this a little bit later. We're kind of getting the show, but please keep that text slide loading up because you're coming up with some very, very important and germane topics that, that we really, really need to cover. Uh, 866-979-3776 is the text toy powered by Yamaha Outboards. All right, we're going to pop out here for a quick break. Our dear friend LPJ of Flyguide, F-L-Y-G-Y-D-E.com is catching some steelhead, and will there be an opener on the Skagit? All that and more here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Welcome to the Tech Line on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. I would direct you to flyguide.com, F-L-Y-G-Y-D-E.com. Where it says one cast. one cast can change your life, Tom, and Let I believe it. LPJ can change your life. Lail Paul Johnson. Good morning, <laughs> guys. How in the heck are you? Morning. Hey, man. I'm good, man. I'm up. I got some coffee in my Atta hand, boy. and I got a, I got a couple buddies around me, man. And the river's looking dialed. So, uh, today's gonna be a good one. All right. Where did you park the white Bronco today, buddy? Come on. We're, we're, the white Bronco. Uh-huh. I got your white Bronco. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'm on works. You you out you are out in Forks and and you you are you are a Ford Bronco Pro Staffer though is that true? I am. There you go. Bronco okay. Pro Staffer. Right. Yeah. So so if you're out in Forks today, and we've it hasn't exactly been pouring down rain, and you got some cricks that are mm-hmm. clearing, and you got some cricks that are dropping, and it's the middle of February. Some may call this large steelhead season. Yeah, um, this is probably this is probably the time. Yeah, we're uh, <clears throat> things are looking good, man. It was like you know, it rained a little bit and kind of mixed things up because right before the rain came around, it was kind of one of those situations where like, man, I know where they're at and they're biting in every spot that they're supposed to, and I was like, don't rain, don't <laughs> rain. I don't, I don't want you to, I don't want you to move them. I don't want you to move them. Um, then it rained, so I just uh, <clears throat> you know, going on a new search, you know, trying to find the pulse of the river again. So, so what? Yeah, it's been a. Uh, What's been the program out there? Are you guys, uh, are, is it the bead program? Are you fly fishing right now? I know you, you do a ton of center pin stuff. How you get, how you've been getting on these fish? I, you know, honestly, man, this has been the year that I actually, I've been actually able to mix it up. Like some of my, uh, some of my earlier trips, um, I had a couple of, I had a couple of gear guys and, uh, we were able to, you know, put some worms and some beads down and then, um, actually, uh, I just kind of, it kind of got me in the mood. I was like, man, I haven't used my center pin in like a hundred years. So, um, I picked that up myself. Uh, G Lewis came out with a new rod. So I, I bought one of those and I was like, yeah, let me, let me go see what this thing's about. And, uh, man, I went out and I had just one of those days and I was like, God, I, I missed it. You know, I'm swinging most of the time and mm-hmm. I hadn't picked up one of the rods for a while. And, and I, I, I that bobber went down a, a, a good amount of time, man. It was, it was fun. I just missed it. So, but uh, I, but I did get back. I did get back on the swing game pretty quick, and uh, I landed my six, second biggest on the swing a couple of days ago, man. So I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I got back on the big rock. You yeah. mean your number two career all time steelhead? Yeah, on really? the swing. Yeah. How? Yeah, yeah. Give, uh, give, was, give me an idea. How big was? How big was it? Twenty, twenty three, probably. Oh. <laughs> man, I've heard, and there's. It sounds like there's been a lot of big fish this that's, year. That's that's twenty three. Dude, I don't. That's yeah, twenty three pounds, is, kitties. Not twenty three inches. Yeah. Okay, that's twenty three yeah. pounds. Yes. This is. Uh, I, I have seen some big fish. I mean, I, I had already, I had already lost a twenty something on my, on my center pin. He just kind of he kind of owned me a little bit. Got a guy close, and then 
pulled the hook, and I had one that was, you know, you know, in that 18-ish, you know, range. <laughs> how many nights and, How uh, many nights did it take you to, to not be seeing that every time you closed your eyes and put your head on the pillow when you lose a big You know stealer? what, man? It was Dude. one of those. Like, it, 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 it did burn. Like, I lost oh. it, and you just got it. You know, like, I, I lost. It was like I hadn't really been fishing that much. So I was probably like a half hour or whatever, and, like, just hooked into this donkey. Lost it. Dude. And then you just want like, man, you want to you want to go over to the bank, cry, and smoke a cigarette. Right? Dude, I, I, <laughs> when, I, when I close my eyes at night, I, I see elk going over the hill. I see deer that, you know, and, and then steelhead. The one that really stings, though, are, are the steelhead that you hook, and they're in a hole, and you're trying to pull them out, and you don't even get to see them, and they break you off. It, this fish ran me down river, wrapped yes. around boulder. I mean, did everything. But, the, you know, the, the, thing, the thing about it is, is, like, when you hook a fish of that caliber in January, buddy, you got a lot more chances. So I was sure. like, you know what? Yeah. I'm out here every day. Yeah. I'm going to have another shot. So I didn't, I didn't cry too long. And, uh, you know, I ended up hooking two more and I got a 15, 16 pound hen out of the rest of the day, but, you know, keep, keep trying. So awesome fish. happy about that. Yeah. And so where are we at in the season? Like this obviously isn't the peak of the season. When's this thing kind of peak out out there? When are we going to see uh, the most fish? I, th- I think we're I think we're kind of settling in. But I'll tell you what, man, it was already good. <laughs> it was already good. I mean, I hope it wasn't the peak of the season because, like, uh, you know, I, I definitely don't want it to go down. I mean, I, I want to have the hopes that things are going to get better. But mm-hmm. like, it's already been good. I mean, you can ask anybody, dude. This is it's been it's been a decent year. Well, and, so, and river um, condition wise, it's it's been okay too. You haven't had a lot of days. It's cool. We're not we're not we're not dealing with you know low water like we had last year. So or we're talking about. Or, or the or the creek getting um, the creek getting punched either you're not you know you haven't had no, a ton no, of high not, water. It's 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 been nice. It's like it's one of those years. It's like when we got some water that got, that got a big flush of fish to come a uh, big flush of fish to come in, and then we're getting a little bit more rain to kind of keep it where it needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't want it to get too low on the low low side so that I don't have fish moving in, but I don't want a huge blowout either. They'll just push the run all the mm-hmm. way up river and then we're done with it. You know. So it's uh, it's been balanced. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Lil Paul Johnson right. joining us this morning. F L Y G Y D E flyguide dot com, and, and I love that term, the the pulse of the river, because you don't spend enough time on on these cricks to really understand all of them, especially out in forks, and you know th- that's why. You know, when I got, I love fishing the same stretch of water two days in a row because then you find the rhythm, then you find where the fish are, yeah. and you find that yeah. pulse. So, so describe that feeling and and what you need to look for and what you see and what happens when you're on it. Really is is like, man, like I went down, you know, a couple stretches of river that you know I hadn't been down this year, you know. So you you go, you know, I, I went with another guy, buddy, and you try to figure things out and you know develop a program, right? And we had a decent day. It wasn't, like, amazing, but, like, it was just fun. We are searching out stuff. But I was like, man, I feel, you know, dialed enough. I can go down there and, you know, bring some guys down there and come down the river. And then you'd go down there and you repeat that the next day, the day after. And you're like, man, I feel I feel kind of confident, you know. It, uh, for, for me, it takes, you know, three, four days. But, man, when you get it dialed, I mean, this is almost where you can start calling shots. You know, yes. you're having those you, – you, you can get those guide moments. Yes. You know, like, he's going to be right here. It's going to go down, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Let it swing right over this rock. It's going to be right there. And then, you know, something happens. Like, those are um, – depending on what it uh, – you know, where you're at and uh, who's casting the rod, you know, you can have a lot of those moments or a few of them. But, I mean, if you get a couple of those a season, man, that's just incredible. You but know, that's, you, that's, got, you got it dialed. That's that, the pulse of the river. And when you've got that heartbeat, it's incredible. That's the difference between an average guide and, 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 a, and a top stick like you – 
that will do your homework. You're not going to take anybody out unless you've done your homework and you've, you've, you've spent some time on that water. And, and there's really, really no substitute for that. So uh, we're I, – I, I've heard through a couple of sources that, that we are indeed going to get a fishery on the sock and Skagit. It's probably going to be announced within the next week or 10 days, okay? okay. When the Skagit sock opens – how fired up are you? Talk to us about some of your some of your techniques. Is is this you know? Are you going to work it with your sled? Are you going? Is this going to be a drift boat drill for you? What's your approach to that wonderful uh, and rare yeah, well, Skagit Sock River? We're, we're, we're putting the cat out of the bag. Let's talk about this. Uh, yeah, Mister Mister LTJ uh, got him a got him a big boat. It's got a mm-hmm. it's got a it's got a real it's got a real engine. So I got a I got a twenty foot Wool Ridge Alaskan XL. Um, coming out of the shop in a, in a week or two, so that would oh, so be. A, oh no, kidding! You're, so you're gonna take delivery of it soon? Yeah. Oh, so, so the first. Oh uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> the, the you know like when they when they put the when they put the wrap on it, it's coming soon. So um, we're we're pretty close, but I, I still got to do a little. I got to do a little engine break in. I mean, they're, they're gonna oh, yeah. do that. You know, I oh, yeah. hours. It's brand brand new Merc, dude. Brand new. I uh, so two hundred. I'm really sorry to hear that you're 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 joining the Jets because once once you start using the 200 horsepower squirt guns, they uh <laughs> they, they mess with you fun, in a fundamental manner, right? Yeah, they do. They, they yeah, get, yeah, yeah. I know my, my oars are gonna they're they're gonna they might get low. they're gonna get rusty. Do <laughs> <laughs> oars get rusty? Yeah, that's it. No, but yeah. was, no, but his massively muscular shoulders are gonna yeah, shrink, yeah. right? Yeah, he's he's gonna look like Pee Wee Herman by the end of the his season. right forearm will get bigger yeah. from turning that throttle, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, I all right. If somebody wants, I got power a, yeah. Oh, don't start with me, dude. All right. When when uh, when if somebody wants a trip with with LPJ Lael Paul Johnson of FlyGuide.com, how do they get a hold of you, LPJ? Actually, just just run to my website and you go to my contact page, or you can call me at any time. Like I got, it's weird. It's like I got pretty decent service and forks, and you know I can answer my phone as long as I'm yeah. not, right. you know, I don't have the net in my hand, you know. And uh, take your call and figure out figure out a date for you, and we'll run you through. I got a. Uh, I got a few. I got a few dates, not many, and I mean like a few. I'm talking about like two. Okay. And I've actually this year has been important. It's like speaking of the pulse of the river. Is I saved myself some dates for myself this year because I was, I was no, guiding no, so much. No, no, no. Yeah, you've man. Saved, no, I, I love you've saved them. You saved them yeah. for Joseph Pibernicus and myself <laughs> to come supervise you <laughs> yeah, in this sled because we both have decades of experience on that particular stream, the Skagit and Sock. And, yeah, uh, and well, gonna, if I don't know, I don't know how to row anymore. I only know how to run a jet. Well, boat. see now, <laughs> let me let me tell you something about this too, dude. There's this thing called boondogging where you can keep the oars on your boat and keep those massive shoulders of yours and just keep that thing straight in the drift. So we'll talk about uh, disgustingly large oars in 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 in, in jet sleds too because that's a real cool technique yep. all right buddy uh, well, thank, thanks for jumping on board this morning good luck today and uh yeah send me some pictures of, of today's fish and of course today's uh, the new boat too i gotta check that thing out for sure brother all, all right. right good talking to you fellas. Right, dude later Talk buddy. soon lpjflyguide.com just a great guy coming up next raymarine picks of the week here for the last day of the boat show here at seattle sports station 710 seattle sports app welcome to the outdoor line picks of the week presented by raymarine electronics don't just go fishing go hunting underwater raymarine simply superior pioneering marine electronics since 1933 raymarine has engineered the very best in visual navigation products and more than the 80 year legacy of marine technology Raymarine leads the way in easy-to-use, durable, and reliable boating electronics. See for yourself at raymarine.com. 
Well, well, the gooses are going to get it this the morning, Tom, because gonna this get is it. the opener of our late snow goose season that runs through from the 11th through the 21st. Uh, guys got a 20-bird limit, so uh, there's going to be a lot of big – there will be a bunch of pictures on, on the social media of piles of white dead geese. Not stomping honkers, but smoking snows today. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely, definitely no question about it. A lot of our local anglers had today knocked out on the calendar to go fish Area 10. Um, it closed last night at dark, and the text toy is absolutely lit up. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pop through a few of these real quick. Uh, from the 360, uh, WDFW told me on a phone call they're managing optics and not science. When asked about Marine Aries 8-1 and 8-2 during Black Mouth season, they don't want to upset the co-managers. It's no longer science-based. Um, from the 425, let me get this straight. You would rather sit on the beach than change your gear. That's not right, guys. Hashtag no bait or spoons. Um, well, I don't agree with that I don't, at all. I don't agree with, with that because when we uh, agree to – gear restrictions, we are tacitly admitting that harvest, recreational harvest, that we've we've had nine days of is the problem. That is not the problem nope. at all. Since since um, the Puget Sound Chinook was listed in, uh, in 1999, recreational fishing has cut its wild fish impacts by 80%. Okay? There's there's no more to cut, dude. And and it's this season, it, this this situation is not one of gear size but it is one of timing and when we have these fisheries in 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 january and february we're cutting our own throats with regard to these smaller fish going out and and coming back as larger fish and we we would see more of those fish it's not it's not even an issue there's not even an argument here um from the from the 253 uh, Washington's governor is the problem. Give it back to the biologists. Simplify regulations. Best to close some rivers on a rotational basis. Cooperation and inclusion are the issues. Become efficient. Create opportunities. Embrace equality. Promote the resources. That's uh, that's that that's a pretty pretty good call. It's it, it all this this mess that WDFW has to deal with does does come from the top. I I don't think that's any question about it. Uh, from the two hundred six uh, area eight closed area nine closed area seven closed area six now closed ten closed no not happy with WDFW at all. Um, and then uh, a question, a halibut question. Okay. Uh, we used to be able to fish for halibut. This is from the uh, two five three Joey Pyrenicus. Mm-hmm. We used to be able, we used to be able to fish for halibut Marine Air Eleven. Why can't we now? And are we ever going to be able to again? Um, the halibut seasons, as listed, are specifically Marine Areas five through ten. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're not gonna make a living catching halibut in Marine Area Eleven, are you? I mean, I in my seminar yesterday, I told people I I wouldn't even fish in area nine. Um, and, I, I, I and, would, and I've caught them. I've no, caught them in I area said nine. That. Look, I've but, caught them there fishing for blackmouth, obviously. Right, but right. look, if you want to catch halibut, you focus on where most of the halibut are, and that is in the straits. Yeah, with, without question. I mean, yeah. you got to go. You got to go where the fish are. <laughs> you, you know. And, I mean, look, I love that you want to fish for halibut in area eleven, but. 
uh, you are going to have to fish. Oh, my goodness, dude. Yeah. In fact, you know what? Let's just open it up for that yeah. guy and let him go wild, man. Year-round. Go Let's for see, it. What, what you just said, the Arizona mule deer tag went for three-quarters of a million dollars. Yeah. We'll pay you to go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. to go, uh, to go out there and go butt fish uh, in Marine Area 11. Um, and, and there are some there, there are a lot of good halibut opportunities in the, in the north end, Area 9. I mean, you, you talk to our dear friend Woody Woods, who's one of my favorite people. He's always in the in – the, if you're in the boat show today – Go to the Cannon booth, talk to Woody Woods, and let him tell you about his 200-pound Puget Sound halibut that he caught just off of Townsend when the when the current stopped, and he happened to be on this piece of heavy-duty structure in the top end of Admiralty Inlet. Um, I've, I've caught 50- and 60-pound halibut doing Duckworth demos, spinning herring off of no point. Um, I just got punched or would have almost got you know hit in the head with a gaff hook by Kevin Gogan when we got one. A couple years ago on the opener um, in, in July on, on Possession Bar, right? And again, we weren't targeting halibut at the time. These were during blackmouth fisheries when you'll, you'll naturally encounter them. So, you know, and, and that's something else, too. With, with, the, with the halibut opportunity that we have this year, beginning on what, Joey? April 6th? April 6th. April 6th, we get five, day, we get five, day, five, five days, days a week. Five days a week, Thursday through Monday. Then, then in May, we get seven days a week through June. Okay, that's, that's no. We, we, it goes a, April through May, five days. Right, a week. five and days then, a week through May. Then, then June we get seven days. Yeah, a week. that's why I said then seven days a week yep. in June. Right. Yeah. So so that's that's a lot of halibut opportunity. It is, and you can catch them on downriggers. Oh yeah. You know, and 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 trolling the banks and, and and stuff like that, and that's absolutely a technique that that I would advocate, guys guys taking advantage of i've done it a bunch did you mention um, that in your halibut seminar yesterday did you talk about uh, i talked mostly about anchoring just because that's kind of most most of what i do out there right. is anchoring but i've done a ton of trolling for them off the west side of vancouver island and it's extremely effective it is it works super well um so after joey and i um get done with two hours of radio today with with bruce larson and david foyt here and, and uh, we uh, we get to go do two more seminars so you kick off at 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 eleven o'clock at eleven with with uh, my Lincod one hundred and one. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to break down some Lincod fishing around the sound, and then at noon. Um, so that's a seminar that's never been seen before. Brand new one. I've mm-hmm. got a brand new one for the first time in in several years called Spring Straits Chinook, yeah. which which is a breakdown of of the opportunity we're going to get on March first in marine areas five and six. We're going to talk about access in this fishery from Port Angeles. We're also we're going to concentrate on access in this fishery in CQ because that's what we've done the most of, right? And also the other aspect to, to CQ is a little later in, in March, you get a roll a little bit farther west and get the first fresh lingcod and rockfish of the year. Yeah, which, which, which is a crowd pleaser. Oh, that on one, our boat. What, that dude, was so oh, much that's, fun. It is just a kick in a pants. Well, it's it's action. It, it is. It, that is. It's not fishing. It's catching. It, I mean, yeah. it, there are so many. You know, there's so many bottom fish out there, and and uh, it's a huge playground. And for the first couple of years, I brought you know some of my best salmon jig sticks out there, and watched Shane Palcoa blow them up. Mm-hmm. He he. You know, my dear friends of Palcoas have what I refer to as freak Polynesian strength. Right, and they feel a snag or something like that, and they they just have this explosion to them, you know, which is why he was probably an NFL safety because he's just got expl- and and just would fold rods where they should never break, just forward of the cork. Yeah, I mean, Ex- just they it, they explode, they explode too. too. Yeah. yeah, that's that is that is exactly the the right term. So I'm gonna there, there's gonna be stiffer 
stiffer sticks out there. And he no- he uh, sex sets the hook with <laughs> with um, like every ounce of muscle in his body. What what were we doing when he hooked he hooked a fish? And set the hook and ended up inside, inside the, cab. the cabin. Okay, yeah. so so we're he he buoy uh, ten was, was it, it buoy ten? Yes, it, it was. was buoy 10. It was okay. So 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 buoy ten. The coolest thing about that fishery is, you know, David, we we fish with downriggers quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And and so the problem with the downrigger is, if it's a hundred feet deep, your line goes down to the downrigger. It's on a pinch release, and then it goes back. So. If the fish pulls it out of the release, you have some slack. And so you see the rod move, and the rod kind of goes a little bit slack. And then, okay, now you're playing them, right? At buoy 10, and you've seen this, the strikes are violent and can be horrifying, right? Well, it was like Shane's first couple fish at buoy 10, and he saw that rod fold, and he grabbed it, and he used the whole space of the rear deck and ends up falling backwards into the cabin while playing this fish. I wish we would have had that on video. That was a precious That would have been a great yeah. back deck cam just been, video to watch would. Shane come flying through the door. Uh, I'm glad he doesn't listen to the show. He'd, he'd, he'd be getting us for that. All right, stay tuned. We've got a jam-packed hour two here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710. We're going to Angling Itinerary 2023. We're going to talk about where we are going to be and when. The Northwest Outdoor Report presented by Les Schwab Tires, the uh, Weldcraft Duckworth Wheelhouse, Austin Mosier with... Easily the best fishery going on in the state right now. For this sure. Two species drill that is so smoking hot, Joey is friggin' gonna rock on back there. Roy Robinson RV is really where, and a lot more. Stay tuned for Jam Packed Hour 2 right here on the Outdoor Line, Saddle Sports Station 710, Saddle Sports app.